It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll right get through now, it. COVID-19 vaccines are are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger, and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, starting out another week during our 14th year of doing uh, the Tom Sumner program. And uh, glad to have you along. we got a good one uh, coming up. I don't know if you remember uh, Al Franken from his days on Saturday Night Live and his affirmations but uh, in the third half of our three-hour tour we're going to talk to somebody who's serious about daily affirmations having put together uh, a compilation of uh, 365 daily affirmations in a book called Have Hope combining uh, poetry and uh, meditations and inspirational quotes. Reverend Maggie Ullman will uh, be joining us uh, during the third half of our three-hour tour. And then a fascinating conversation uh, about a new book called The Mystifying Sharia from uh, Muslim-American Californian Sumbul Ali Karamali. And a fascinating conversation coming up in the second hour. But first, coming up in... uh, just a just a few minutes uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Dr. Doug Olson he is the chief medical officer for Medicaid and CHIP at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and uh, he's going to talk about um uh 
kids and teens and getting access to important mental and behavioral health care and um it's uh, pretty pretty interesting stuff we'll, we'll talk with uh, doug coming up here in just a moment or two but we do have a few minutes before uh before Doug joins us by phone. So, um, as I like to do, uh, we're going to squeeze in a little local music. This is uh, from Flint Blues artist Greg Nagy, and he did a 30-day challenge, and I, I collected them. I told him I was doing it, that I would use songs from time to time, and this kind of sets up my, my conversation with Doug Olson a little bit. So, we're going to hear uh, a little bit from the maestro Greg Nagy, and uh, and then I'll be uh, joined right right after this song by uh, Doug Olson from Medicaid and Chip. So stay tuned. Enjoy. I remember we. I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place Even your emotions had an echo So much space When you're out there without a care Yeah, I was out of touch one because I didn't know no huh. Well I just knew too much That make me crazy That make me crazy That make me crazy Probably I hope that you are having the time of your life But it's wise It's my only advice Who do you, who do you, who do you Think you are What's your soul You're in control Well, I think you're crazy I think you're crazy I think you're crazy Just like me Had the hearts to lose a life out on limb. All I remember is thinking, wanna be like them. Ever since I was little, ever since I was little, well, it looked like fun. It's no coincidence I had come. 
can die when I'm done But maybe I'm crazy Maybe you're crazy Maybe we're crazy Probably Maybe I'm crazy Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, my guest this hour is the Chief Medical Officer for Medicaid and CHIP at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And in as much as May is um, Mental Health Awareness Month, and during the pandemic there's been a marked decrease in teens using mental health services that they're entitled to, we're going to talk about that and more with Dr. Doug Olson. Doug, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Before the pandemic, what, one in six teens had a treatable uh, mental issue, um, and yet during the pandemic that may have gone up, but yet usage of programs through Medicaid and CHIP went down? Yeah, let me let me provide a little more context yeah, and uh, yeah. pack that there for you. Yeah, please. Um, you, you, I mean, you're totally right that, uh, you know, as many as one in six kids and teenagers had a mental health or, or behavioral health condition, and, and that was pre-pandemic as you state. Um, gosh, you know, during the pandemic, I think kids and, and adults alike realized that there have just been increasing levels of things like stress and anxiety, and that's for everybody. And then, of course, there's the unique childhood vulnerabilities of the realization that someone who's eight is not the same as someone who's 12 or 17. And th those are really unique for children and adolescents of their particular developmental age. And despite the fact that there have been an increase in all of these conditions during the pandemic, for reasons that we know, we also know that, you know, even when you lay on top of the fact that telemedicine has expanded during the pandemic, there's been about a 34% decrease in mental health service utilization during the early and middle parts of the pandemic. So really we're talking between about May to October of last year. And there's been an increased need and a decreased utilization. And so right common sense will tell you that those two things probably don't go very well with one another. <laughs> Indeed. Um, let, let's back up for just a minute, Doug, and and talk about uh, 
Medicaid and and CHIP. What um, what are those? How is Medicaid different than Medicare, for example? And um, and and what is CHIP and what kinds of services uh, do those provide and to whom? Most of your listeners probably recognize Medicare as the health insurance program for the elderly, for seniors. And CHIP and Medicaid, uh, is, and what we're talking about today, is exactly the other end of that spectrum. So infants, children, adolescents, teenagers, up to the age of 19. So definite, um, you know, <laughs> uh, other end of the spectrum, like I said. And, and really what it is is free or low-cost comprehensive health insurance for that population, uh, kids and teens up to the age of 19. And, you know, those who are eligible are um, people who and families that have low to moderate incomes. Um, And so we're talking about generally a family of four up to around the low low $50,000 a year income mark. Um, And it is comprehensive in that it's not just mental health, but also physical health, oral health, and all the things that kids need in order to develop as best they can and succeed in life. And you mentioned uh, somewhat parenthetically that uh, telehealth services have increased during the, the pandemic. I've had a couple of doctor's appointments myself that were by video and Boy, how I enjoyed not having to drive across town for that. But um, is is that something that's covered? Is that new? And does it does it stress the the budget having this this new element, or is it replacing other visits? What we find is is generally uh, telemedicine uh, re- really does many different things. So the first is if you if you have that, you know, established relationship with uh, healthcare professionals, it can take the place of an in-person visit and make receiving care so much easier as as you yourself said and and have found out and so many of your listeners have. Uh we also know that, you know, for people engaging in care for the first time, let's say they have a new um symptom or a new diagnosis, that also can be telemedicine. And so one of the biggest things that telemedicine has done, and let me stress that telemedicine um, care is covered by Medicaid and CHIP in states, uh, that it improves access for so many people. And that's important, especially, A, because we know that there's been decreased access for mental health services during the pandemic, but B, Going forward, if people can access care, they'll use it. And so that really has been one of the things that everybody believes are going to be permanent changes after this pandemic. More with Dr. Doug Olson, the Chief Medical Officer for Medicaid and CHIP at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You are, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all always. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a kind and check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Dr. Doug Olson, the Chief Medical Officer for Medicaid and CHIP at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, straight ahead. Is there much difference in the Medicaid and CHIP requirements and and coverage and, and programs from state to state or is it pretty universal and I and I ask this question because in Michigan where my show is based I remember when uh, the Affordable Care Act was originally passed there was a lot of discussion in Michigan about whether to expand Medicaid and so I just wonder if some states did and some states didn't. Is it different from state to state? That's a great question. And it is somewhat different from state to state. But I, I think it's important uh, to clarify that answer just, just a little bit, Tom, meaning in every state there there are baseline requirements and mandatory requirements. And those mandatory and baseline requirements do not change from state to state. And those are the fundamental things that we think about in terms of coverage for mental or physical health. So, um, you know, provider visits, uh, mental health visits, emergency room coverage, hospitalization coverage, medication coverage, and preventive screening. So those things are standard from state to state. Now, when you do get into the state-level coverage of things, and, and each state has its own flavor of things, there might be slight changes, but that baseline bedrock standardization of coverage is similar for, for state to state. And those conversations about, like you say, Affordable Care Act uh, expansion, that really deals with expanding those baseline coverages to new and additional populations of adults and not necessarily uh, enhancing the coverage package that already exists and is standardized and mandatory. And for teens in particular with, uh, and well, children and teens with mental health issues, what kinds of mental issues are we talking about and, and what's covered, what services and resources are available through Medicaid and CHIP? For kids and teens, we're really talking about things like autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD. And for some teens and adolescents, uh, substance use disorders, whether that are things like vaping and tobacco use or uh, certainly other substances of abuse. So really a, a big swath and a large gamut of things that might impact kids, teens, adolescents, depending on where they are in life. The good news is that with Medicaid and CHIP, the covered services are things like screening, uh, treatment for anything that is identified during that screening, and that treatment involves counseling, uh, medications, emergency room use, hospitalization if it's needed, as well as 
we talked about earlier, if that care is delivered in person or through telemedicine. And so it's really almost all of, of, of mental health and substance use disorders, depending on where they're identified and what resources are needed to treat them. Doug, for people that are a little bit acronym-challenged like me, <laughs> what is CHIP, and, and how does it fit into the, the spectrum of health care resources? So CHIP stands for the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP. And the best way to think about the Children's Health Insurance Program is just regular, routine health insurance for kids up to the age of 19. So in as much as listeners might be thinking, what, what really is CHIP or that Children's Health Insurance Program? It's just comprehensive health care coverage for um, a particular demographic. And in this case, that demographic is infants, uh, teens, and uh, and children up to the age of 19. Does it uh, uh, fill a gap in, in what Medicaid covers? So what it does is, um, depending on the state, uh, people will be insured either under Medicaid or CHIP, and it's one or the other. And what it really does is not in as much fills a gap, but provides that comprehensive coverage that the kids need. We know that um, in this country, uh, you know, about 95% of kids are uh, have some sort of health care coverage. And that is really fantastic for our country and the nation. And we know that CHIP is the insurance program that provides that coverage for a real large number of, uh, of teens, children, and kids in, in a number of states throughout the country. Are there any specific groups that, um, that Medicaid and CHIP uh, wants to include but just haven't gotten involved for some reason? You know, there there are a number of um, uninsured uh, people in in pretty much every state throughout the country. Um, you know, in the state of Michigan, we know that there's about seventy two thousand uninsured children in Michigan, and that number is just too high. Are there, uh, Doug, are there disparities um, based on um, ethnicity or gender or geography? Do Do you have any sense for how those that aren't insured um, got disconnected? You know, a lot of people, um, the good news about Medicaid and CHIP is people can enroll at any time. And so there's no open enrollment period. Uh -huh. If you don't have coverage, you just uh, try, to <laughs> try to get coverage by um, calling 
1-877-KIDS now, which is the telephone number to call, or go to insurekidsnow.gov, and there's no open enrollment period for Medicaid and CHIP. We know that people do need to make sure that they continue to be enrolled in the program on an annual basis. And so what we sometimes see is that people are busy, families are busy. They they might just forget to re-enroll in the program each year. And so if that's the case, they can, again, pick up the phone or go to a website and make sure that they're child is re-enrolled and maintains enrollment in the program because you're right there are in in healthcare and in public health and community health throughout the country disparities in care for certain groups of individuals and mental and behavioral health is not immune to those issues of equity and disparity but we do know that if people are insured and have access to care that people who engage in treatment do better than those who don't. And that is irrespective of any demographic. Now, something we were talking about a little bit ago, uh, and and I just wonder how that plays in here, is um, the idea that there are people out there who have coverage, but during the pandemic didn't avail themselves of that. Um, What do we need to tell them to make sure that they're, uh, taking advantage of, of the services that are available to them? As, as we slowly start to come out of this pandemic, <laughs> we know now that, for example... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to solve the mask problem, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good, because I, I, I am not qualified to do that. <laughs> uh, but I, I certainly can say, Tom, that um, we know now that kids, you know, age 12 and older can, can all get vaccinated. And um, in as much as that is one type of engagement with the healthcare system, um, all, all kids generally have a primary care provider as well. And so if the pandemic has made it such that healthcare hasn't been a priority, uh, for the past 12 months, because there have been other things which have been the priorities of a family or a community, then as we do start to uh, turn the corner on, on the pandemic, engaging back with uh, primary care providers or uh, certainly school-based health center providers or even vaccine clinics, those are first steps in making sure that people use the coverage that they have to get the care that they need. It, it's really the first step in, if you will, getting back to normal. Has the pandemic brought about a, uh, a situation we've, we've heard about workers and, and people being laid off or let go or businesses closing? A lot of people found themselves out of work and struggling to put food on the table. Um, did that create um, a, a new population of people that qualify for Medicaid and uh, CHIP? What a great point you brought up because the answer is yes. You know, some... And they might not know because these may be services 
these may be services they've never used before or never had to use, and they may not know that they now qualify. Right. And, you know, certainly they may have tried to enroll before and not not qualify. Uh, we also know that in some families, even though it, adults may not have a certain level of insurance, kids might. And during the pandemic, things like food insecurity or, or nutrition insecurity or a whole host of other things, um, job losses, and perhaps people aren't back at their job yet, um, have occurred. And so really taking that proactive step, reaching out and visiting insurekidsnow.gov or calling 877-KIDSNOW, Kids Now, is the first step to figure out if families and, and children qualify because we know that right now is not the same as eight months ago. And if people are entitled to things, then they should definitely get them and use them. And with that um, in mind, what, um, and, and I appreciate you sharing those numbers, and we'll do that again before we, uh, before we wrap up. But um, what about, I, I know I'm one of these people, and, and I have to think that there are other people like me that just are not good about, doing forms and how do people um once they get um coverage how do they make sure that they keep that coverage going does uh, medicaid and chip let people know when they're expiring and need to renew or is that something that they have to keep track of Yeah, I'm, I, I think I will say I'm right there with you. To remembering to do something once a year is oftentimes it doesn't <laughs> sound like a lot. lot. It doesn't sound like a lot, Doug, but it kind of is. You know, I have deadlines blow by me all the time. I, I, I totally agree with you, and yes, um, people are reminded that it's time to to re-enroll. Um, you know, uh, state agencies. Uh, re- reach out to those enrolled, and they certainly let us know. Um, they, they ask for, you know, the lingo is sort of eligibility redetermination paperwork, but it's a, uh, it's a process that is engaging and that people get reminders for. So uh, even in the case, though, that, gosh, maybe someone changed their phone number or maybe somebody moved to a new apartment or house, and the paperwork and the information didn't get to them because those are just things that happen in life. Sure. That's the reason why the no open enrollment period and ability to check and, and get enrolled at any point during the year, that, that's one of the main reasons that that exists. And what about health care providers? Are they pretty good um, at uh, letting people know how what coverage they're um, 
available? What kinds of coverage is available to them? I mean, do you do you have healthcare providers that refer people to Medicaid and CHIP? Yes, for sure. We we know that for people that do have Medicaid and CHIP, that there are strong, robust, integrated provider networks in every state. Michigan certainly one of them where people can get care and coverage. We also know that in many practices, if someone seeks care and they don't have insurance, that that practice, and, and I'll tell you, pediatric providers are amazing at this, <laughs> uh, that practice really works with the families and the patients to make sure that they engage in whatever process necessary in, in, in the state to get coverage because having that coverage opens so many additional doors and it's in everyone's best interest to get it. You know, Doug, I would think that uh, this would be especially important to people who maybe because of changes in the workplace over this last year and a half um, have lost the the coverage they had and didn't know that there's something they could replace it with. I would imagine that comes up fairly often. It does come up a, a lot, and it's really because so much insurance is employer-based. And so, you, like you say, you lose that job, and, and you might lose the coverage, the, the health insurance coverage that was tied to it. Um, if that happened to folks listening, then, again, going to the website or, or making a telephone call just to find out whether or not they or their, their children or, or those in their care qualify. Um, it, it's a generally uh, efficient and, and quick and easy process, and what you can get if you qualify is is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the good news is that if you don't qualify, if people, if children and, and, and teens don't qualify for Medicaid and CHIP, then, um, you know, there's a whole host of other options. Uh, we, we've seen, you know, expansion in the health insurance marketplace as well, and, and that has an open enrollment period now as well, uh, and that is not tied to employer-based uh, coverage. So there's a lot of opportunities right now for people to get health insurance coverage. And going to that computer or, or picking up the phone is, is the first step to try to figure out where people might qualify for it. How daunting is the enrollment process? And, and keep in mind that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person with uh, a, kind of a paperwork phobia. <laughs> it does require some paperwork. <laughs> but but is there a lot of documentation so, required and so on? No, even for those with, with phobias <laughs> um, or just, you know, who, who may not be uh who may not be the best with um keeping all their papers in a file in a file cabinet, you know, sort of like, like many of us did in years past. Um so much of things are electronic at this point. Um, whether that's just, um, you know, bank statements, can you can get them on your cell phone. Um, 
you know, checks from, from an employer for those that are employed. You can get those on your, on your cell phone. Uh, all of this stuff is fairly simple to access today because of technology. And those are the things that are required, um, you know, to, to sign up for this sort of coverage. So even for people who might say, oh, gosh, I haven't looked at my papers and organized them for a real long time now, uh, and certainly haven't over the course of the past year, um, you know, even even tax returns are all online now and are done on a computer, and you can get them on your telephone. So for so many people, if they if they have a phone, if they have a computer, if they have access to Internet, um, it's fairly easy to get a hold of the things that are necessary to enroll in Medicaid and CHIP. Well, Doug, I, I appreciate you sharing this information with me and the listeners and, and spending time with me this morning. Um, but I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more. Um, what's a good place to start? Is there a website where people can can sort of begin to plan how they're going to attack this uh, this idea of, of getting enrolled? There is, and and because websites are open twenty four seven three sixty five, that is, website is easy for folks to access, and it is insurekidsnow.gov. So, i n s u r e kidsnow.gov. And and you uh, you gave a phone number out that that people can call. Yeah, let me repeat that. It's. Uh, 877-KIDS-NOW, Well, that sounds e- easy enough, even for somebody who's uh, sort of paperwork uh, challenged like I am. Um, Doug, thanks so much for uh, spending this time with me this morning. I really appreciate it, and keep up the good work. Thanks so much, Tom. Have a great day. All right, take care. That was uh, Dr. Doug Olson, who is Chief Medical Officer at Medicaid CHIP um, at the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Baby. 
Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. 
The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. There's a book written called Psychological Studies of Famous Americans, and it examines from a psychological viewpoint uh, Robert E. Lee and Ulysses S. Grant and uh, Walt Whitman, people like this, and tries to explain in terms of psychology why these people acted the way they did, that they really did not act from... uh, from valor or anything else, that there were deep psychological problems these people had, and that's why they reacted the way they did. One person they skipped that I thought would be a great subject for analysis, if they had analysis when he was around, was uh, Ben Franklin. I think he... (laughs) I think this man is ripe for analysis. So this is uh, Ben's analyst. And he's in a typical analyst's office. He has a, a, a desk and a chair and a couch and an intercom. Yeah, uh, who, who, uh, who is it, Murray? Ben, ben Franklin. Um, can, I, uh, can I duck him, Murray? <laughs> he's, he's, he's standing right there in the office. He's, he's dripping all over the rugs. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, send him in, Mary. Uh, uh, Mary, how, how's he doing on his account? Uh, th- three months behind, huh? Yeah, he's, he's thrifty, all right, Mary. All right, send him in, send him in. Well, hi, hi there, Ben. How are you today? Good. Ben, you want to you lie down on the couch there? Uh, ben, you want to put some papers down on the couch so... Don't, uh, don't get the couch all wet. Well, I'd, I'd say from the looks of our clothes, we've been uh, flying the kite again in the rainstorm, right, Ben? <laughs> okay, Ben. Um, we copied on our dreams, did we? Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to. That same one. You're, you're walking down the street and you, you find a half dollar, and your face is on it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty sick, Ben, you know that? <laughs> Washington has the same dream, only he sees his face on paper. Huh? You, wanna, you wanna give George my number, uh, Ben? <laughs> Okay, Ben, let's, let's see if we can't get to the bottom of this kite fixation thing. Um, the, uh, the lightning knocked you down again, uh, did it, Ben? <laughs> you're, you're not surprised by that, though, are you, Ben? I mean, you, you expect it to knock you down, don't you? <laughs> you know, Ben, uh, you being a founding father and all, you know, it, uh, it doesn't exactly inspire confidence in people to see a, you know, a grown man flying a kite, you know? <laughs> Too bad it, it, it isn't something a little more private, you know, you could, you could do in the privacy of your own room, like uh, spinning a top, you know, <laughs> some, something like that. You ever, ever thought of spinning a top, Ben? Wouldn't, wouldn't knock you down. Hmm? <laughs> that's, that's important to you, is it, Ben? Hmm? 
Okay, let, let me see if I have the picture now, Ben. Uh, <clears throat> you're flying your kite, all right, Ben? <laughs> and you're letting out the string. Everything's the same as usual. There's, there's something different this time. You, you use strips of cloth for the tail. Red, white, and blue strips of cloth. <laughs> where'd, uh, where'd you get the red, white, and blue strips of cloth, Ben? From, from Betsy Ross. She, she's got plenty of it. She, she's up to wearing it, Ben? Now, uh, Be uh, Betsy gave you the cloth, did she, Ben? You, you took the cloth. A, a penny saved is a penny earned. Why, uh, why didn't you ask uh, Betsy for the cloth, Ben? She thinks you're a sissy because you wear bows on your shoes. <laughs> and, and she chased you down the street yelling, you're not thrifty, you're cheap. <laughs> she, uh, she could have something there, Ben. Not, nothing, nothing, Ben. Mm -hmm. Why, uh, why didn't you uh, pay Betsy uh, for, for the cloth, Ben? Keep what is dear to you if, if you would prosper. Ben, I, I think we can get a lot more done if, if you drop the little homilies after each, uh, each statement. Ben, we don't seem to be getting anywhere with, with a kite thing. Uh, let's switch to something else. How, how are the inventions uh, coming along, Ben? You, you got lucky this morning. You, you don't have to wear your bifocals anymore. The, the lightning fused your glasses to your eyeballs. <laughs> what, uh, what are you going to call them, Ben? Con contact lenses. Ben, I, I, uh, I sure would like to be more optimistic about your condition, but um, <laughs> afraid I'm going to have to recommend a shock treatment, Ben. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to do it because there are always uh, undesirable side effects. Well, what, what we do, Ben, is uh, we stick you inside the Liberty Bell and, uh, and we, <clears throat> we uh, ring it a couple times, you know. Well, uh, the problem is you, you, you quiver for about two or three years, you see. <laughs> ben, I'm afraid our time is almost up. We'll see you uh, next, next Thursday, then. Right. Goodbye, Ben. You, you get him, Mary? He ran, ran out already, huh? <laughs> <laughs> This was another Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> 